This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Success is the culmination of learning from many failures. Throughout history, there have been many stories displaying the undeniable power of the human mind to succeed in adversity. Is there a common element in each of these groundbreaking stories? The answer is yes. Enthusiasm is the core component that drives success. Want to learn and obtain enthusiasm for yourself? Fox Buyer has created a five-step process for you to adapt and maintain enthusiasm, called FACTS. Understanding F, failures, that will accompany the journey to success and transform themselves into learning experiences and hardships are simply pit stops on the road to success. Embracing A, authenticity, by simply being ourselves, we begin to establish a mindset of winning tranquility, one that can adapt to changing situations with both ease and rock-solid assurance. C. Comparisons to others must be avoided. Unfair and often unrealistic, they are enthusiasm-sucking leeches. T. Turning off noise further fills our enthusiasm's cup. By integrating the practice of silence into our daily routines, we calmly devise ways to perform more efficiently and productively despite circumstances out of our control. By S, spending time with people we trust, our adaptive skills and enthusiasm can further be strengthened. Those we trust listen, encourage, and challenge us, thereby enhancing our ability to navigate challenges with enthusiasm. Valeria Tellez interviews Fox Beyer, the author of Adapt and Maintain Enthusiasm in Adversity, using the five-step facts process to find your strength and enthusiasm to succeed. A classroom teacher at Whippany Park High School, New Jersey, since 2005, Fox Beyer commits to his students through dedicating himself to servant leadership. He is a published author who enjoys conveying the challenges of cerebral palsy through writing, speaking, and his What's Your Inspiration podcast. Meet Fox at foxbuyer.com. Here is the interview with Fox Buyer. In your own words, who is Fox Buyer? 
That's a complicated question, <laughs> um, Valeria. I, I would say that I am, simply put, I'm a, I'm a teacher and a coach, but someone who loves words and really gets his true fulfillment out of life by, by helping people. I think that's how you could describe me. So your book, Adapt and Maintain Enthusiasm in Adversity, using the five-step facts, F-A-C-T-S, so it's an acronym, process to find your strength and enthusiasm to succeed. Before we talk about some of the topics, your interesting topics in your book, I have these uh, open questions, as I mentioned, off-record. So the first one for you uh, is this one. What does it mean to be a human being from your perspective? Being a human being to me is it, you're, you're constantly evolving. I, um, I read a book. I just finished a book a few weeks ago. It was called, called Range. And um, there were hundreds of stories in this book of people who try different things throughout their life. And finally, toward the end of their lives or later in life, they, they found something which gave them the ability to have great impact on the world. An example would be uh, Vincent Van Gogh, who um, his, all of his artwork was, was really, I mean, he did all of that in the later years of his life. He, I think he passed away around the age of 40. And I think between 35 and 40 is when he really found his niche. Uh, another story is of a woman who founded the Girl Scouts. And she didn't start that until she was in, in her 60s. So to me, it's an endless process of being human is an endless experiment in trying to discover yourself. What do you think is the purpose of the human experiment? I touched on it a little bit before, but it's about the, the impact that you have on others. Um, as, a, as a teacher and a coach, a human being, uh, I get the most fulfillment out of, out of life, out of, out of helping others. So in, in this way, it's, it's, it's kind of selfish, but I think it's been probably said by hundreds of people over time. But it's, to me, I, I agree with that. It, it's about the, the impact you have on other people's lives. That's wonderful. It, this is something that you know for sure, right, Fox? You have no doubt about it. No, I, 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 I certainly don't. And um, I, I get reminded of it pretty much every single day through just being out and about and, and working and then connecting with other people. And they kind of tell me the, the, the same thing. I have a, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine. His name is Barney Kramer, and and Barney's now in his in his mid seventies. And he told me once, he said, "Fox, I um I didn't realize until I was in my late thirties how much I enjoyed helping people." So I mean, there are tons of other people in in my life that have told me that, but it's good to be reminded of that. No, and I often wonder why does it take so long for us to to find that purpose, to finally understand that this is the purpose of the human experience? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I just think that maybe for me, and, and I'm speaking for, for myself, yeah. I, I think I gravitate toward the selfish desires. And I don't know if that's just part, uh, if you were to, to agree or anything like that, but you know, that's what I gravitate toward. But 
when, when I do that, when I want to do things for myself, I, I get stuck with what I call an empty high. You know, it, it's like staying home and do you want to stay home and watch television and <laughs> or do you want to go out and you know, help with you know, my niece's uh, soccer, their soccer team. Right. And no one's going to know. I mean, um, well, you know why I'm staying home oftentimes, but you, know, you have that decision to make all the time. And it seems like a hundred percent of the time for me when when I when I choose to do oftentimes with that which is a little bit more difficult just come back come back home a little bit more satisfied because you help someone else and that makes me think um, about the idea of connectivity that everything is connected so you might be tapping into that knowing that we are all connected deeply that's a great point i was listening to a podcast this morning and i don't know if you know her but her name's uh, erica ender and she's a, a songwriter um, you know, most uh, popular song maybe that she's written on is the, the song Despacito mm-hmm. with her and, and Louis, Louis Fonsi. And she talked about how everything is a chain, how everything in your life is, is connected. So I don't think there's any doubt, any, any doubt about that. Any doubt. How do you define spirituality? What is to be spiritual to you? To me, as, as a believer, as, as a man of faith, to me, it's uh, my relationship with Christ and knowing that he is uh, around all of the time. He knows everything I do and you know when I do it, how I do it, and, and all of that stuff. It, it's funny. I think of it this way, and a, and a, a friend of mine who's a great man of faith as well ex- explained it like this. He said, the only one that truly matters is the only one that's always watching and, and, he, and, he, and he's and he's talking about him so it's spirituality to me is my constant um uh, devotion to christ is is what that is to me my faith it was so is jesus uh god to you are they wanted the same yeah it's hard to explain i mean as i was studying i i you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I mean, they're all one, but three separate entities. So if you're talking about any of those, I mean, you're talking about, for lack of a better term, the man. He's the man. So to answer your question, kind of yes and no. <laughs> yes and no, the paradox, right. It's the paradox. <laughs> what, where, and who is God to you? He, he's another, another great question. He's everywhere, everything. He's the the tree that you see outside. He's you know the keys to my car. He's he's our our computers. I mean he's just he he's just everywhere. He's he's what's good and what's right. And you know before I really got in into it into my faith, I didn't understand what the word good actually means. And as I began to get into more into the word, it does mean absolute moral perfection. So God, God to me is good. He, he never makes mistakes. You know, um, he 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 sacrificed so we could make mistakes and, um, and try perf- perfection. You know, once again, although we're never going to make it there. I love that God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't. He he just he just doesn't. He doesn't lie. Doesn't cheat. Steal. None of that. Why God is referred as he, could that be a she? 
Absolutely, especially with the 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 more aware as we get as a um, as a, as a society. I think God covers the gamut, um, and male and female. Yeah, animals, animals, totally without gender, totally without gender. I say that with 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 total total confidence for sure. Success. What is success to you these days, Fox? What is to be successful? Success. Uh, boy, that's another great question. You were dropping some <laughs> some, uh, some uh, unbelievable questions. Success to me, you know, there are a lot of different perspectives. T- to me, it's it's this. Okay, where are you now, given a task? Where are you now compared to where you were? Mm. Right? It's about it's about setting a, a, a goal for yourself, and achieving it. It's, it's the space between where you started and where you are right now. That's what success is to me. And to me, it's not, you know, it is, you know, fulfillment is a huge part of that for me. And I know I use that word a lot, but it certainly is. And it's, to, to me, it's not the car you drive or how, how much money you make. It does go back to the, the, the impact that you have on other people, the impact that you have on other people and the, the, and while doing that, the amount of humility that you show in the process, if that makes any sense. But I think that that the success for me has has changed throughout throughout my life, especially as an adult. Right? Yeah. First, it's graduate from college, and then it's get a job, get a job, get a job, <laughs> and and then it's you know uh, go to grad school and get a grad uh, graduate degree and hold a job, <laughs> maybe get married and have kids. But it's changed for me. It's a, it's again, it's the impact. It's about the impact you have on others, and and how, where you've been as opposed to where you are right now. I love that. I love your wisdom. Thank you. Yeah, it's saying a lot without saying without saying too much. I guess I see wisdom. I hear wisdom. I love that word. I love that word. So my question to you is: What lessons have you learned from 2020? And do you have a vision for a new, better world? Well, you know, lessons we've learned that I've learned from 2020. I think the the first lesson is is you can do a lot by uh, without going too far. <laughs> True. Uh, so um, yeah. <laughs> for, for sure, I think it's kept us or kept me kept me grounded and really made me reexamine what is important. And what's not? It's made me live my life a little bit more efficiently. I've tried to. You know, the, the book "One Word" by John Gordon has had a big, big impact on me. He talks about in the book, you know, choosing a word, um, your know, one word for a year, and try to infuse that word in everything that you do. And, and in January of, of of this year, I chose the word efficient. I thought mm-hmm. I was doing so many things that. <laughs> That were that were just making me tired, and so COVID hits, and you know you're forced to to stay in a space and and, and be efficient. Uh, so I think it's it's taught me to be uh, to realize what's important and what's not so important, and and then to, to live more efficiently. As as far as a, a vision for for 2021. You know, for the world itself, I think you know we we need to continually get better uh, at communicating with other human human beings and and practice and practice empathy. Um, I've always 
said this, when people come to me with, with an issue that, you know, maybe I'm not privy to, right? I'm a Caucasian male. Maybe someone, uh, some, uh, a man, a person of color comes to me and talks to me about, you know, their struggles. I think instead of saying, you know, I, I, I can't understand what it's like to be in your shoes, I, I need to think about uh, what it would be like. What, what, what do I think it would be like to be in their shoes? I think empathy is something that um, would make the world a better place if we always, always, always practice that. And I'm as guilty as anybody else. What is it like to live in someone else's shoes? Really try to think about it. Yeah, I think the word of the year, maybe for 2021 for me, is empathy. Do you think? Do you connect empathy to love? Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how, can, you, how can you not? How can you not? Because I think that... When, when, you're, when, you're, when your heart is full of love, when you're a loving person, you're, you're absent of hate. You know, hate is just exhausting. It's exhausting. Why, why would people spend, spend time on that? And I think as human beings, it's kind of a, even for me, you know, when, things, when something happens um, that, and I don't want it to happen, instantly I, I react. But you just, you think about how useless that is. And if you just, it's a perspective change. What it takes to recognize that hatred and impatient and all these negative reactions are not useful. Would you say suffering all the time? Most yeah, of the time? It's, unfortunately, it's a, sometimes it takes a, it takes a terrible event to make change. And, and we've had, you know, unfortunately, several in 2020. It, um, Unfortunately, it takes that personally and as a society. That's what 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 I've what I've found. Um, you know, for me, it's from a simple point of view. It's just you know when you eat terrible food, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're you're you're, you're down from the count for a couple of days. It takes that event to make change on a very 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 small level. And again, I'm you know far from perfect, and I've done things that that have been embarrassing. Um, you know, in front of uh, people and uh, behind closed doors, but it takes things like the, uh, that to make to make change. Do you think we can also learn from other people, reading books and accessing wisdom in so many forms? A hundred percent. I would would offer this piece of advice. You know, our our word of this interview is, is definitely wisdom, but if you Valeria, if you if you read a a book and you don't take notes, it, it just becomes a memory. If you listen to a podcast and you're not taking notes, you might recall a couple of things. But if but if you don't jot some things down, it becomes a memory. But if you're but if you're actively listening and 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 really writing things down or just speaking into to an app these days, you, you can use that. You 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 can recall more, reflect on more, and share it with the rest of the world. Um, as an, an avid reader and podcast listener, I don't think I really uh, bought into this until you know a couple of years ago. But it, but as long as we're actively listening and actively reading, um, um, we can learn a lot uh, from the from the spoken and, and written word for sure, for sure. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're so lucky, and I am so lucky. To, to to be a U.S. citizen and be able to enjoy all of those all of those freedoms. It's freedom to me is a a I would say a thought process. Okay, 
instead of saying every day you get up and saying, I, I have to do this, change your perspective and say, I get to do this. I'm 42 years old and I'm, uh, I just enrolled in a, in a, in a program, a graduate program of human relations. And, and my thought is, okay, I have to write a five page paper today. No, it's, I get to do this. It's a, it's a, that's what freedom is. It's, it's get to instead of have to for me. So how did you become a writer and what was the inspiration to write your book, Adapt and Maintain Enthusiasm in Adversity? It was, I mean, initially by, by, by accident. I became an author, luckily in 2015, I, a friend of mine inspired me to, to, to write a song um, because with, with him, we'd always listen to songs and these songs turned into poems and the poems turned into a book. And fortunately, in 2017, I, I was invited to present at TEDx Hickory. And during my presentation at that particular TEDx, I recited a couple of, of poems and formed some relationships with the other presenters. And one of the other presenters was is Mitchell Levy, who runs a, a company called Aha That Publishing. And he's himself published over 60 books at this point, but he also helps uh, others publish their own, like thousands and thousands and thousands. And he said to me back in 2017, Fox, if you have an idea for a book, I'm, I'm all ears. And, you know, fast forward to, boy, February of this year, I, um, I have all of these notes, and from books and from podcasts, And I said, boy, he's got this cool format. You know, it's a, uh, they're called, you know, aha, that messages. And you can put 140 of them into a book and put them in different chapters. And I had this, this idea and I didn't know how to kind of put it out to the rest of the world for their benefit. And I was asked by a colleague, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a school teacher, a high school teacher to, to present to the faculty uh, of our, our school last year. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. And it sort of hit me. I'm a, you know, a big acronym person. And I, and I thought about what am I going to talk about to my colleagues? Now it's February. Everyone's exhausted. We're, we're, it's the, the middle of winter here in New Jersey. Everything is just bleak. For me, it went back to one of the first things I was told as a, as a young teacher. My, my supervisor at the time, the man who hired me, said, you know, Fox, your biggest tool as a teacher is your, your enthusiasm. I said, that's it. I need to, to find a, a simple, catchy way to, you know, inspire, but a constructive way to urge my colleagues that, you know, you want the tools to walk into the classroom every day and instruct, assess, and inspire to the best of your ability. And so I came up with this acronym, FACTS. You know, number one, realize that when you fail, it doesn't make you a failure. Number two, embrace your authenticity. Don't act like someone you're not. That just sucks the enthusiasm out of you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. That's the C. Comparison, you know, I always believe this, is the thief of joy. Be the, be the best version of you. T, you know, stop talking. Turn off a noise. Some great ideas are, are thought about and, and formed in silence. And then, and then the S I came up with, you know, find someone you trust, someone who talks you off the ledge or knows when to listen or tells you things about yourself or what you're doing that you don't want to hear, but all in an effort to, to make you, to make you grow. So, yeah, I mean, the Odyssey 
began about about five years ago and luckily you know i've met some great people along the way and i think i have a something an interactive journal that that could could help the rest of the world in some small way let me ask a question about enthusiasm what is enthusiasm like how is it different from being confident or happy simply happy i, I think enthusiasm is it's it's a, a mirror like if you if i'm teaching okay or coaching okay my students to a certain point my players to a certain point uh, my audience to a certain point is is going to react um to, to my emotions if i if I, I walk in and i'm all debbie downer that's how they're going to act mm, true. okay <laughs> if, if i'm a yeah. if i'm a coach and I'm constantly screaming and yelling, you know, some of my players are going to react the same way. Um, and, you know, that's not something that you want. You, you know, I think it's, it's, it's the input that you give and your desire to get sort of the same kind of output, if that makes sense. Okay. It, it is joy, but it's, it's your joy reflected in others. It's your happiness, but um, it also needs to be reflected in others. So it's the, it's the impact that your emotions have on other people. You mentioned under the um, fact one, um, realize that when you fail, it doesn't make you a failure. So you say one of the quotes in there, conquer weakness to become great. So how do we learn to identify our weaknesses? And why is that important to Fox? For me, it's walking up and down stairs <laughs> as a man with cerebral palsy and, 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 and many others. You said, how do we learn to, to identify weaknesses? It's, I think it's by tr simply trying new, new things. Right? I mean, yeah. no, one, um, you know, no one's great at, at everything, at least initially. You have to keep trying. And that's kind of the whole point with the, the, the F section in, in facts is failures, obstacles are, are a part of life. And if we just give up after the first attempt, you know, that's when we truly, truly fail. I heard a, um, you know, another, a bit of wisdom that's from an, another uh, podcast that I listened to, but it's from a man, man, man named Wade Sutton. And he's a, a, a music mogul. And he's, he, he said once on one of his episodes, the only way to truly fail is to, act, is to give up. But we need to understand that the, these obstacles are a part of life. You know, you know we're, we're in COVID here in 2020. And I don't mean, let's just be honest. Things are going to happen in 2021 that are, that are not to our liking. But if we have the inher inherent understanding that these are going to, to occur, I think that'll give us more, more fuel to, to, to conquer whatever we're presented with in, in, in 2021. I love that word, resilience, which goes back to inner strength and inner freedom, right? Fail, first attempt in learning. It's another acronym, first attempt in learning. I stole that from, from, a, from a buddy of mine. First attempt in learning. You mentioned um, music uh, now like a couple of times, perhaps three times. <laughs> Were you a musician before? No, I have no musical talent. I have terrible fine motor skills <laughs> and, I, and I sing like a horse. But I, but I, but I, but I love words. Mm, I love yeah. words and I just, you know, here's what, what happened 
you know, I have all of these poems, right? And I think I told you before that I, yeah, my original yeah. intention was I, I wanted them to be songs, but I didn't know how to write one. I had no <laughs> idea. And I had published my, my, my first book of poetry in 2015. This is a long about 2017. I'm, I'm napping during the day and I get up and I think, man, I wanted these poems to be songs. And these poems are great but I want to be songs. So I did a little internet search and I found a company named Nashville Song Service. And you could submit lyrics and they would, would, would either would look through them and um, maybe approve one to, to be a song or you could do a couple of tweaks in one of those, those sites. So I sent three poems in on a whim and a couple of days later they said, Hey Fox, this, this song here, Bullfrog Pond could be, could, or this poem here, Bullfrog Pond, could, could be a song. And, you know, a few months later, I had a demo. And then I, I joined uh, Nashville Songwriters Association, and I worked on my craft. And I have. I've collaborated with others. I listen to podcasts. I read books about songwriting. And I've, I've gotten a little bit better. And I've, I've had other, um, uh, other demos made per, per my lyrics. So it's just a, a little therapy for me. Um, but just an opportunity to practice and get better at something that I that I really really enjoy, which is the expression of words. I love what you say here under embrace your authenticity. From the moment we were conceived, we were genetically designed to be different. Don't waste trying to be someone you're not. Uh, wow, that's a big one. How do we know when we are there? When we are finally authentic? When we're finally authentic, how do we know, do we know we're there and we're finally authentic? I, I, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. I think that life is an experiment mm. and you're constantly trying to uh, define yourself. But I would say that if, you know, along the way, question things that are popular, question trends as, as students, you know, uh, teaching, teaching students can ask students, you know, well, why are you wearing your hat? this way? Why do you constantly have your hood pulled up over your face? And sometimes they can give you an answer. And, and, and some students can't give you an answer just because everyone else is doing it. Um, and I, I try to encourage students, you know, and, and it, this is because this has been my life. I'm, I'm a 42-year-old man that, 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 that walks crooked because of my CP. So basically everywhere that I go, I look different than everybody else because of the way that I move, because of the way that I move. So this is par for the course for me, for, for many others, not all others, but many others. It, it, you know, visually, it, that's not the case. But I think that we're all experiencing things that, that are different and difficult that no one knows about. Mine, you just happen, happen to see them. You know, I don't know how uh, we know when we're, we're, we're finally there. But I, but I think that, you know, on, on the road there, again, we need to constantly question trends and, and, why, and really why we're doing things. Constantly ask the question why is what I would say. You also say being selfish and loving yourself are two different things. What is the difference? Well, I, mean, I think be, being, being selfish is doing, doing things simply for um, your own pleasure and forgetting about everybody else. Um, you know, loving yourself is you know uh, appreciating 
um, the mind that you were given, appreciating um, the body that you were given, um, and speaking of yourself and to yourself kindly. When you use self-talk, make sure that it's positive self-talk, not just positive thinking, but positive self-talk. So yeah, I mean, loving yourself is all about positive self-talk and, and loving yourself. Being selfish is forgetting about other people simply to pleasure yourself. I often ask the question about unconditional self-love. Do you think that this is a realistic goal, to love ourselves unconditionally? Absolutely. You, you, uh, how can you say, well, if I don't do this today, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a loser and I'm a failure. Like if I eat this piece of chocolate cake, I mean, you, you, you uh, not the chocolate cake is bad. I'm not, you know, I, <laughs> well, yeah, I love, I love, <laughs> I love me some sweets, believe me. But I, th but I think it, it's just something that you, you're telling yourself by loving yourself unconditionally. You're, you're not going to constantly put yourself down and bury yourself. Because here's what happens and what's happened to me. When I've gotten into those modes, you know, I bury myself. I'm not a very pleasant person to be around, you know. Self-deprecation is can, can be funny, but if you constantly do that, and I, because I've done it in my life, you, uh, I find that I become a, a way less attractive person. I'm not spreading enthusiasm. I'm, I'm just spreading doom and gloom, and that's just, I don't think, a way to live your life. There's something else that you said um, that caught my attention was free others by showing your own vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Talk to me for a moment about this one, Fox. So think of it like this, okay? Someone, I'm a, a public speaker, right? And, you know, I kind of wobble up on stage. I don't, I don't get there with the efficiency that maybe others do. And there might be this little boy, girl in the audience that's, that knows they have something powerful to say, but, the, but they're so afraid because they... They don't like the way that they look. So what I'm doing is I'm up there, just me being up there uh, in, in my, and I use this phrase with endearment, you know, uh, with, with love for myself. I walk up there and I'm all, I'm all crooked. Maybe that in and of itself, just being there will inspire somebody else who's previously insecure to pursue their dream of being a public speaker and, and not let feelings, current feelings about how they look, you know, get in the way of that. That's what I'm saying with free others by simply being yourself. We're almost at the end, but the other one that I really like here is this one. So replace, this is a, the T letter, turn off the, the noise. So to allow the white space. And then you say, replace complaining with silence or meditation. So talk to me for a moment about the practice of meditation and how important it is. When, when you, you think you can, when you realize that you can do that instead of, instead of complaining, it, it's, that's, a, that's a heck of a trade. You, you, you've won over and over and over again growing up. Um, my, my parents would, would tell me and my siblings, you know, complaining makes a bad situation worse. You know, my, my parents have sacrificed their lives um, to, to raise myself and, and my, my siblings. And I'm so lucky to have them around along with my coaches and my teachers and my mentors. And you realize time and time again what, what complaining does. It, it makes a bad situation worse. 
our former superintendent a speech at the beginning of the year, welcome back to the faculty, he said this about complaining. It's like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. <laughs> and, so and again, it makes you, it makes someone less attractive, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, it's just, it, it, and, and I'm, I've done it. I'm not saying that I never complain. I complain about every single day to myself and a little bit to others. And I'm embarrassed to admit that, but it's, ab- about it. <laughs> but it's absolutely true. And, and you realize that when you, when you meditate, you have the ability to, to, to focus on something good. My, uh, my um, paternal grandmother, um, the little time that I had her around, I can remember her saying, Fox, think of something good. When you meditate, you, you have the option to have complete control. Complete control about what you what you think uh, um, and, and the thoughts that come in and out of your head. There, it's I, I can't I can't do it enough. It's, it's just a, an amazing tool. One I've tried, you know, tons of different kinds of, of meditation, but to simply just, just to lie down, you know, with your your back straight and and think about, you know, for me nowadays I practice something called the Ziva technique. So you're 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 going from mindfulness. Uh, to meditation, to manifestation. And my mindfulness is, you know, you get into the present. You think about, you come into your senses. What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste, etc. And then the next couple of minutes is focusing on a word. You know, my word of the year is efficiency. I let that word come into my mind. And of course, I'm going to have other thoughts, but I'm, but I'm focused on that. And then the, the, the third part of it, which is, I think, the coolest part is manifestation. You think about something that, that you want uh, for yourself more than anything else, and you picture it as absolute, undeniable reality. I, I think that's heck of a lot better than complaining, yes? For sure, that practice. And that reminds me of uh, the law of attraction. Is that the same principles? It's similar, right, Fox? Yes, for sure. And we're almost at the end. The last one, find someone you trust. Uh, who listens. Oh, I love that. And so true, how important that is. A question I have for you regarding your work on this last word, the S, is, yeah, what is to be a good friend? Yeah, a a good, true friend is exactly um, um, what you said, Valeria. It it, it is someone who either knows when to, to pull you off the ledge when you're 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 about to go over it in some way, shape, or form. Knows when to listen when when they realize they just you just need someone there to, to listen to 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 what's going on in your life and around you, or someone that tells you things about yourself that that uh, or something that you're doing that you that you don't want to hear, but an effort to make you better. An example of that would be going going back to my book Facts. It was supposed to be published or going to be published about a month and a half before it actually was in, in June this past year. Why? Because Mitchell, the man, the other presenter, one of the other presenters at, at TEDx Hickory 2017, who runs that uh-huh, that publishing publishing company, got a copy of the book and said, Fox, it's good, but but I don't get it and it and it can be better. And I didn't want to hear that. But it was for my own good, and, and I think we we came out with a, with a much better piece uh, of call it literature or learning or reflection for other people than we would have had in in in, uh, 
or two months two months previous. So again, a good friend pull you they either pull you off the ledge, they know when to listen, or they tell you things about yourself that you may not want to hear, but it's all an effort to make you to make you better or help you grow as a person. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. Would you like to add anything or read a passage or one of other quotes in your book? Boy, you know, you've really given me a, a great uh, platform. And, uh, you know, one that comes to mind, and we talked about silence a little bit, and I, one, you know, that I like right now is about silence. Think about this when you replace complaining with silence. Sitting in silence is like filling up at a gas pump for the mind, um, but it doesn't cost a thing. I, that always had an in, in, impact on me. And it's a com combination of things I've learned from other people and knowing that we're going to have challenges, realize that when you, when you're, when you go all in, it doesn't mean all smooth. Mm -hmm. The best time of your life, you know, as you look back, they may have not always been the best, but they turned out to be the best. So you're, you're always going to go through ups and downs. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Valeria, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much, Fox, again, for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful presence. I love your purpose. And I love the fact that you know that, you know the purpose of life and you have the courage to embrace that. I think I'm getting there. I think I'm getting there. <laughs> and you're humble too. So that's part of wisdom. <laughs> um, that's Thank you. beautiful. Uh, two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? I would tell more people I love them. <laughs> yeah. I would tell more people more I love them. I would, I would give more hugs. I, I would do things like this and I would do, 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 do more for others. I would do... That's what I would do if I knew if I knew I was going to die, die tomorrow, which I mean, I hate to say it, but hey, we're all day to day. My last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of now? Three things that I know about life for sure as of now. I'm never going to be perfect is one. Two, we're always going uh, to have obstacles. And three, uh, and this will always be true for me, if, if you want to have friends, if you want to make friends, first, you have to be a friend. So true. Thank you so much again, Fox. Um, thank you a thousand times. <laughs> thank you for your time and your space. Thank you. So the last technical question is, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? And that's a great question. I have a website. It is foxbuyer.com. It's my name, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com. And, and, and on there, you'll see uh, um, books, and they're, they're there to help you, um, whether it's for, for inspiration or an idea. Um, and I also have you know, my, some, my, my, my podcast on there, which is um, What's Your Inspiration?, and I, I talk to my guests about, you know, the people and places that put them on the path that they are uh, are today. And, and, and as well as some of the songs that I have had had, uh, had demoed. And, and I do want to make an offer to anybody that's listening. If, if you would like a copy of, of Facts, uh, meaning Adapt and Maintain Enthusiasm um, in Adversity, my, my, my latest book, I would be happy 
to send you a copy for free. Just message me off of off of my website, foxbuyer.com, and I would get you a, a hard copy because this is a, an interactive journal. It's designed for you to read. It'll take you about 20 minutes to read, and there, there are 40, uh, 40 one-line messages, and you can write below the ones that you ha- you've had, had the most impact on you, and you go back about three weeks later, and you read it again, and you might see it from a different perspective. Others, other messages in the book might have had an impact on you. It's just a, it's a reflective journal and it's, and it's yours, uh, a free copy. If you would message me off of, uh, off of my website. And additionally, if you have an inspiring story to tell, I would love to have you on my podcast and you would just do it the same way. Go to foxbuyer.com, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com, introduce yourself and, and we can get in touch and I'd, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Wonderful. And I'll have that link also on your podcast profile. So it's also there. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Fox. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Fox Buyer and his work, please visit foxbuyer.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.